The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Yeah! The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and Hispanic people too and all people. And hey, everybody, yeah. <laughs> it took longer hey. than normal for the live button to go. Yeah, it, it did do its thing. Oh, and that's a, that's a fun message. Hangouts on air is going away later this year. Ah, okay. Time to figure out an alternate solution for recording. Here we go. Uh, Actually, uh, I, awesome. I, 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 have, uh, I, I have an option. It, it's going to require me to put out a little bit of money, but it's okay. Uh there's a there's a call recording program for Skype, which allows you to record the video as well as the audio. So okay, that that will well, we can discuss. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know if we want to be sinking some money into this uh, <laughs> <laughs> right now with our five listeners. <laughs> hey man, Dave Realm, Dave Realm can help put out the cash, right? We appreciate all five of you, by the way. Yeah, no, no, everyone's fantastic. Everyone's great. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, anyway, uh, hello, welcome. Another week in professional wrestling is closed and we have convened on Sunday morning. Happy Father's Day to the dads and deadbeat dads out there listening. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny that I know more of the latter than the former, but you know. It is, um, that's what I do for spending a couple of years hanging out in Essex. And like <laughs> uh, but we are a week removed from um, Dominion. Do you have a chance to catch any of those matches? Yes, yes. Holy fucking shit! I think uh, <laughs> I think Osprey Dragon Lee might be my match of the year. Now it's 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 a tight race between Osprey Shingo and Osprey Dragon Lee. But yeah, um, god damn that match oh, rolled. Damn. And uh, I was not as turned off by uh, Jericho Okada as the rest of the web seemed to be. I wasn't turned off by it. It was just, you know, it's so it was such a different kind of Okada match. And obviously it had to be, but it's just not not what we're used to seeing the Rainmaker uh, doing. But, you know, it being different and, uh, you know, it's Jericho, you know, right. Right, but it was not five star Okada that day. It was no, uh, no. a little bit more sports entertaining Okada, which um, you know I, I recognize yeah. may not be everyone's cup of tea. But hey, got to switch it up sometimes. Can't yes. always do the same thing. Yeah, uh, 
and if and if we're gonna try to apply a guy to you know one another's style of match, I think putting Okada in a modern day Jericho brawl is probably a better idea than modern day Jericho trying to do an Okada five star match. So agreed, agreed. <clears throat> Excuse me, pardon me. Uh, yeah, but I, I woke uh, up like five minutes ago. So <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. Uh, so I think the big story this week, Chris, because it, it affected your boys here. 15 minutes, Chris, 15 minutes. That's how long it took for all elite wrestling to sell out all out. I'm pissed. <laughs> hey, man, sounds like we're not alone. Uh, <laughs> it's weird. I'm not used to, you know not being able to get tickets for something. This is a new experience for me. <laughs> I used to know people. I used to be a contender. Yeah, it's, just, well, I mean, it's in Chicago. So it's not like even, even in your prime era of being connected to so many people at venues. I don't know that that would have reached out to the Windy City. I know, you know, I know people who spend time in Chicago, you know, I, I maybe Fair. could have, you know, uh, well, whatever it is, what it is, well, uh, hey, the, well, the, the, the door is not closed yet entirely. There's still possibilities no. of us weaseling our way into the Sears center Labor Day weekend. Um, mm -hmm. so, so yeah, it, it was, I think 70 some thousand people in the waiting room at some point yeah. to get tickets for this motherfucker. Yeah, for those who uh, did not partake in the, uh, if I'm honest, shit show of trying to buy tickets for uh, All Out on Friday, uh, first thing you should know is the Sears Center does not use Ticketfly, Ticketmaster, any of like the standard ticket vendors. They sell it themselves on their own poorly maintained website. It's a terrible idea. Yeah, uh, so knowing that... Uh, the tickets were going on sale on Friday. I, I jumped on. I, I was like, okay, I'm going to set up an account, which didn't work in two out of the three browsers that were on my computer. <laughs> awesome. Always a good start. Also fun. You couldn't save a payment option in advance. Not so, even like through the browser? No. No. There was no way to save your, your card info. So it wouldn't be just like, okay, I can click through, pick my seats right. and buy. It would have been click through, pick my seats type in my credit card info right. like you know these creature comforts that we're used to to buying tickets like if we're going to go yeah. to the chicken box or whatever non-existent here and then on the actual day of the show what they did was they put everyone whose browser was open at uh it was noon our time 11 a.m local time right they put everyone into a queue and the queue number that you got was randomized so it wasn't as if you were person number one waiting with oh. the browser open. You're number one, person number 500. No, it's oh. just it was randomized. If you were there at the right time, it was randomized. I had two devices open, 6,000 on one, 19,000 on the other. Wow. <laughs> and this is an 11,000-seat venue. Yeah. So I knew, it, I knew at that point, yeah, this is selling out. Yeah. But – uh. Uh, it, it, it's ridiculous. Uh, according to what was seen online, 74, 75,000 people uh, was what the Q number got up to. Uh, Dang. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that, that made not, this is probably not entirely accurate because, like you said, you had yeah. multiple browsers open, and I'm sure a lot of people did as well. So, but, you know, clearly the, the, the takeaway from this is that the demand is still there um, and that people want to go and see this, even traveling on a holiday weekend again. So, yeah. you know, 
uh, it, it's bittersweet for us because we were happy that the the company is you know reaching this level of success a couple shows mm-hmm. in, but because we wanted to go. Um, so you check the StubHub afterwards, and yes, are there a lot of options? Does it seem like people are flipping these, or does it seem like you know mostly fans got in? It, it it's not a dramatically high number of seats. I will say the take is dramatically high though. Um, oh yeah, well they know the demand is high. Yeah, yeah, seats that were going for thirty dollars are selling for one hundred and fifty, and it just keeps going up exponentially from there. Um, I mean, we'll see what happens as we get closer to the show if if yeah. the demand shifts in any way. But it wasn't like oh there are thousands of seats available. It's more like there were a few hundred seats available on SubHub. That's as of Friday afternoon. Could be very right. different from Monday. Could be very different come you know a week before the show. Um, but I mean, it seems like people who wanted to go got the tickets, and that was that. Well, um, it, it it's good for AEW. It's good for oh, undoubtedly. You know. It's good for that, really. You know, we're just I'm just a little bitter about it. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. right now we have two matches signed officially. Uh, we knew it was going to be Hangman Page against Chris Jericho to decide the first ever AEW champion. But we also got signed falling out of uh, Double or Nothing. It will be Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. So uh, kind of a dream match there for yeah. uh, fans of of WWE and New Japan for the past few years to to see those guys go one on one. Yeah, Mox is really, uh, really throwing himself into the deep end here. You know, he's doing G one in New Japan, and now yeah. he's gonna after after that he's gonna go with the best bout machine <laughs> for exactly. at least a half hour uh, in in Chicago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, it's 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 good. It's exciting. Um, you know, and of course, you know, there's it's a t shirt company, right? You know, <laughs> it's a t shirt company who's giving away their second show for free. Yeah, you know, uh, how, how high could the demand be if they're giving it away for free? Yeah, I know, right? Mm. Mm. How about that? How <sighs> about that indeed? But yeah, that is the other bit of news this week. Uh, the June 29th Fighter Fest show coming from the CEO Gaming Festival uh, right. in Florida. Uh, that Fighter Fest show will be broadcast live in the States for free on Bleacher Report Live. Yeah, get the miles um, on the product, man. Yeah, and, drug dealers and, do. Yeah, and it's it's a great fucking card, uh, and it's just getting better and better. Um, you know, I, I'm personally really stoked to see Joey Janela and John Moxley go against each other, but uh, Darby Allen against Cody, the six man tag with Bucks and a uh, Bucks and Omega against the Lucha Bros and a mystery partner. Um, they just announced a, a women's three way uh, with Nyla Rose and two women from the Joshi match. Okay, uh, and Seema uh, against Chris Daniels also signed for that show. So solid, uh, solid lineup. And so this is this is a um, uh, a fighter esport like a fighter video game tournament sort of yes. thing. Yeah, okay, uh, all right. Yeah, uh, very uh, for anyone who's at all into the fighting game scene, it's very similar to the Evo shows, the the big uh, high end like Street Fighter tournaments and Tekken tournaments and that sort of thing. This is one that's based out of Florida. Kenny Omega's had a relationship with the um, the person running that uh, show for the past few years. Last year, they did a New Japan show right. at the EO. Um, is this where now, him and um, Woods did their Street Fighter thing a couple years uh, ago? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. It is. All right. Um, so, uh, you know, they, they've had a, a long-term relationship there, and, and now 
because Kenny Omega is obviously tied into AEW. Uh, it's not a New Japan show this year. It's an AEW show. And uh, I, I think it's a really smart idea to reach out to that side of fandom. You know, it, it feels like there's a natural transition from being a fan of games like Street Fighter and Tekken yeah. and that sort of thing to be interested in pro wrestling. Yeah, like, there's definitely I, I, crossover there. Yeah, I, and and I could say from my own personal experience, I mean, we have MAGFest here uh, yeah. in, in the D.C. area, and MAGFest, big, huge video game festival, also full of a lot of wrestling nerds. Like, every time I go, I see people wearing Bullet Club shirts, Kenny Omega shirts, uh, New Day shirts, obviously, because yeah. of the, the Austin Creed connection. But yeah, last year, Matthew usually goes to. Yeah, yeah. True, Botsmania is usually set up there. And um, actually, last year, because it is a 24-hour show, uh, they set up a panel room where everyone could watch Wrestle Kingdom because it took place in the middle of That's the night. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I think there is a natural crossover there, and I think it's really smart to try to engage that crowd. I mean, AEW does all the social media stuff. They do all the YouTube stuff. It fits right in with that group of people. So, yeah. Um, be, yeah. And that's the 13th of July? Uh, June 29th. That's, fighter, that's uh, Fight that's, for the Fallen. Uh, Fight for the Fallen. Fighter yeah. Fest, Fight for the Fallen. Yeah, fight, Two different shows. Two different shows. Fighter Fest Very is... Confusing. Both yes, of Florida. Both of Florida, we, uh, like two weeks uh, apart from each other. So June 29th, Fighter <laughs> Fest for free, and then no there details yet on Fight for the Fallen. Um I imagine there'd be some build from Fighter Fest into that. Yes, yeah, un undoubtedly, and of course, all all of it's going to lead up to All Out, which is the next pay per view proper, and I think that'll be right before they go uh, live on TNT. I'm sure they'll announce the TV like first airing by All Out, if not, yeah, well before then. I'm not sure how soon uh, TNT intends to have them on air, but. Yeah, there's there's something special there, man. Like I I know we we speculated at length about what AEW could be, what it could yeah. mean to professional wrestling. Um, it seems like it really is activating fans who have not been activated either a before or b in some time. So um, that's really exciting. You know, I I I really hope out of this there are two major products that people are into i i don't want or three or three yeah exactly with the 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 impact or ring of honor spot there or excuse me new japan in the states whatever it ends yeah. up being yeah uh it's you know and with how many seats is that venue 16 uh, 13 000? uh all out yeah Eleven thousand there. Eleven thousand. So, yeah. you have to imagine that if this clip of interest continues, that when it comes time to do another big pay per view, maybe they choose a bigger arena. Yeah, maybe I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It, it, it is that big question mark because by the next time they do a pay per view, they'll be doing weekly TV from venues. True. So there, there may be like I know at least personally if it's this idea of well yeah the next big AEW pay per views in let's just say Los Angeles right if I know that oh in six weeks they're gonna be in Philadelphia DC Baltimore whatever I might go to that instead of like flying out and making a whole big to do of it well and they also haven't announced how they're going to do their tv yet are they gonna you sure. know how they're going to tape where they're going to tape i remember them mentioning they're not going to be like a 
they're not following a house show model of, of right. doing, doing right. that. Anything that they do is going to be TV. But I would imagine they're going to learn from the mistakes of an impact who used to record at Universal Studios and just ship mm -hmm. people in for the air conditioning, you know, not to do something static like that and probably move it around. <coughs> Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> as as Chris gets verklempt at the idea of AEW becoming Impact, I guess. No, I've got this. I, I don't know what's going on with my throat today. Well, hello there. Hey. Um, but, um, but yeah, um, you know, it's still yet to be decided how that's going to happen. So, yeah, there, there could be a chance that they, you know, do TV tapings at UMBC or, yeah. you know, or at the Baltimore Arena or, or, you know, like you said, up in Philly. It's, it's, it's yet to be seen and yet to be seen how – the demand for those shows are so yeah clearly these big pay-per-view to-dos are going to draw in a big flying crowd but it's not really until you get to those tv tapings a couple months in where you see how how the interest is is going um you know and if they're going to stick to the coasts or they're gonna you know get into middle america there a little bit that's the other the other test yeah yeah and and i don't really know what the philosophy is going to be for that i mean on paper you know, maybe you start looking at what cities WWE doesn't typically go to or they go to less. Therefore, they're a little less, you know, overdone and kind of fucked out. Maybe because I know that there seems to be a bit of uh, WCW NWA homage in how Cody is, yeah. you know, building things out for the company. Maybe they start looking at what were the the hot spots for WCW, the hot spots for NWA. I mean, the Baltimore Arena was always home for a very long mm -hmm. time. The Great American Bash. Maybe yep. you decide to run the chicken box, you know? Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see the the scale and scope of what they do, especially once weekly TV starts. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's exciting, you know? So I want these guys to succeed, um, you know, unlike a lot of people out there, which still is beyond me. But uh, but hey, you know, that that is what it is. It's pro wrestling. We're, we're fickle terrible bunch of people um overall so yeah. you know that, that that that's fine and look right now this level of excitement is needed because uh also in the news this week has been uh if you look at the next few pay-per-views coming from other companies ring of honor in our neck of the woods they got best in the world coming from the umbc event center check that out on Ticketmaster. you can buy many a seat today yeah, are they, have they been discounted yet, though? Uh, I don't know if they've done discounts. Okay, because it's next Friday, right? <laughs> it's the 28th. It's the 28th. Okay, so, so a couple, couple Fridays. Yeah. Look, they, they added a couple, you know, performers that I enjoy their work. So, mm -hmm. you know, we'll see, uh, you know, the week of what the ticket sitch looks like. If they're, uh, if they're bargain basement just trying to get some butts in the seats, maybe I consider it and, you know, suffer through a Matt Taven match because Jeff Cobb's in it. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. I, I I'll just say it right now. If I'm Ring of Honor, pull the trigger, put that belt on Cobb, man. Goddamn. Yeah. Um, but also <laughs> having an even greater struggle, WWE selling tickets for stomping grounds. I, I recognize Tacoma, Washington is not where I go. Oh, that's a big pay-per-view city. But uh yeah, that's uh, looking bleak, man. 
Yeah, I, I saw a couple a uh, couple photos of what was available from that as well, and uh, not not looking good. They'll, I mean, they'll shoe people over to uh, opposite hard cam and make it look. Oh yeah, you know, they'll they'll keep the cameras tight around the ring and not not pan out too much. There aren't going to be any uh, fighting the crowd matches that night. <laughs> well, I, I thought this was entertaining. I I started to Google because I wanted to go over what the card is so far. Mm-hmm. I started to Google WWE stomping grounds. The auto complete from Google. Okay is WWE Stomping Grounds ticket sales, WWE Stomping Grounds ticket disaster, and then <laughs> WWE Stomping Grounds 2019 card. <laughs> oh, so, so what you're saying is that uh, that Google is in bed with AEW. Yes, yes. Okay, That's exactly right. what it is. It's, it's because yeah. of the <laughs> it's because of the YouTube connection, man. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, WWE you doesn't have a YouTube, right? It's not like it's one of the biggest channels on YouTube. No, they still put their stuff out on Tout, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, Tout! Yeah, <laughs> uh, that worked well. WWE Stomping Grounds, a show, interestingly enough, despite the logo, <laughs> not sponsored by Lugs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's got seven, seven matches so far, though I will say two of them are to-be-determined matches. So uh, the to-be-determined matches are uh, Tony, Pretty Deece, Tony Nese defending the Cruisador title against someone uh, uh-huh. that, that was undecided as of 205 Live. Um, as they did the double pin gimmick in a really yeah. great match with Akira Tozawa, Oni Lorcan, Umberto Carrillo, and uh, Drew Gulak. So it looks like it'll either be Gulak or Tozawa, or it might be a three-way. We'll see. And uh, yeah. Joey Samoe defending the U.S. title against the winner of a five-way on Raw this week. Um, okay. So we'll see where that lands. But officially... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say they probably haven't announced the five people in, in oh, said five way. Uh, they have. Uh, I know. Cesaro. Yeah, sorry. Cesaro, yeah. Ricochet. Braun Strowman. Okay. Braun Strowman. Drew McIntyre. Uh, Bobby Lashley. No, and fighting Miz. Roman Reigns. Bobby Lashley and The Miz are the last two. Okay. All right. So Joey Samoe Ricochet. Yeah, that's what I would want out of this. Uh, yeah. But I feel like it might be Joey Samoe. Bobby Lashley. We'll see. Oh, um, but the five matches so far <laughs> okay. are Bailey defending the SmackDown women's title against Alexa Bliss, which I've seen that before. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, which we've, we've seen, seen that before. before. <laughs> uh, Becky Lynch defending the Raw women's title against Lacey Evans. Just about a month ago. Okay. Seth Rollins defending the universal title against Baron Corbin with a Jeez, special guest referee. Mm. we'll see uh you know what i want to be brock i want brock in a little tiny ref shirt that's what i want like like bursting out of the ref shirt that or a ref shirt with a jimmy john's logo on it um (laughs) jimmy john's not that good you know i i i went there the other day uh and i was i i i I was not not impressed it's not amazing but it, it was because uh, they just closed the one in Canton. Uh, it was my sort of go-to of I need a cheap, fast, and not terrible for me lunch. So, so, f- so for where I am in uh, Timonium, here's my sandwich shop hierarchy because this is yes. way more interesting than Stomping Grounds. So it goes Jersey Mike's number one. Never been to a Jersey Mike's. Oh man, solid, solid stuff. I always, I, I usually get an Italian wherever I go, so that's kind of my basis for these. So Jersey Mike's number one. Number two, I'd go Firehouse. Uh, Never been to Firehouse. Okay. All right. He spent some time up in Timonia with me. I really should. <laughs> it's, you know, there's there's some options around there. So, yeah, all yeah, right. Yeah. So, we're Jimmy John's. We're Firehouse. I, I'd, right. put, I'd put Subway above Jimmy John's. I was not impressed with Jimmy John's. 
I don't mind the subway. I, I know a lot of people talk shit about it, but I I, I don't really mind it. Subway, Subway's fine for the yeah. price and the convenience yeah. of it. Uh, again, I always get Italian. I always get the same. I, I get the spicy Italian with provolone toasted with um, spinach, cucumbers, sweet peppers. Spinach, um, nice bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, well, it depends on how it looks. I'll, I'll I'll give it a gander before I say go for it. Smart man. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I do the uh, the full flavored uh, chipotle Southwest sauce on there, and it is hell top. yeah, choice, hell choice. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my sandwich uh, sandwich chain hierarchy, um, which I know everybody was dying to hear. Yeah. Hey, look, it's better than talking about Baron Corbin. By this the way. Six months ago, Baron Corbin was the reason why ratings were down, and he was terrible, and he was a joke, and no one should like him. And he's been in the fucking main event every week since. Yeah, six months ago, the McMahons and Triple H were taking over and making it, you know, and now it's now, yeah, okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, also, giving the show back to us. Yeah, are you though? Are you? Are you? Who, who, who asked for Baron Corbin in a main event match? Fucking nobody, I guarantee you. And I don't have that much against Baron Corbin. It's just you have literally told us as viewers, he's shit. Yeah, and that's the continuity they they want to yes, stick with. Yes, that <laughs> is, you know, that is canon. Baron Corbin yeah. is bad. Is canon. Not Baron Corbin is evil. Not Baron Corbin is dastardly. Not Baron Corbin is a threat. Baron Corbin is bad and bad for business. Yeah, yeah. So what were we going to do? Yeah, let's put him in a main event match. And then on the other show, it's the Shane McMahon show, which nobody asked for. Mm. So you know, it is. Uh, <sighs> Is, well, it's on both shows now because Shane's got lackeys oh, everywhere. Wild card rule. Show. I don't watch yeah. Raw. The, the wild card rule doesn't even make sense anymore. Like, I, I don't think there's a limit to how many people. No. Like, the brand split doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> All these guys who got bounced from one show to another mean fucking nothing. <laughs> Sorry, buddy Murphy. We know you got that big call up after busting your ass. You don't get to wrestle ever again. And where the hell's, I mean, how long is Alistair Black going to cut these smoky room promos? I don't know, man. Remember a few weeks ago, he, they, they brought him up from NXT. He was a threat. He was someone to watch out for. He's just stuck in a room by himself. That's where he is. I don't but, think he's had a match on TV since the brand split. The the Viking Experience Express Raiders? <laughs> Fucking nothing. Like, <laughs> the literally nothing. Less than nothing for them. The AOP returned it. Yeah, super showdown, but that was that for them already. Uh, mm -hmm. Ryder and Hawkins were your tag champions up until this week. Yep, hard to tell they weren't on TV. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, Cedric Alexander, still a human being, still, <laughs> still alive. Is he still, still breathing? breathing? He's yeah, still breathing. yeah, Good for you, Cedric. Didn't die. didn't die. Uh, Chad Gable, though, uh, man, talk about a, a promotion by demotion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hey, he got on TV. Yeah, he got on TV. Or he's got a, got a gimmick that we're not aware of because they haven't yeah. explained it yet. The G A B L E. I don't know what that's supposed to be. Uh, he's got a weird haircut now. But, you know, Chad Gable, Dave Meltzer's favorite son, uh, apparently going to do something on 205 Live. Hey, you know, he, he's a he's a great wrestler. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to checking out 205 from this week to see his match with a uh, uh, gentleman, Jack Gallagher. And yeah. um, and that that aforementioned uh fatal four-way so yeah apparently 205 you know still continues to be the um best kept secret on the wwe network in terms of uh in-ring action these guys out there you know doing flippy news and breaking their backs for for our entertainment that nobody fucking watches myself included guilty yeah. i'm with you so yeah. but i want to i want to i want to find the time I'm yeah find no, the time. I, I, 
I was, I, Chris, you and I were texting this week. I was like, do we just kind of dr- drop Braun SmackDown and start talking about NXT UK and 205? I, I, I feel like it may be uh, an untouched niche in the podcasting. A Tony world. niche, if you will. Yes, Tony niche yes. eating quiche. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty decent Tony niche eating quiche. <laughs> That's a niche right there. I love quiche. It's delicious. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, with NXT UK, big things happening. Uh, Alexander Wolf popped up and has joined Walter's stable Imperium along yeah. with uh, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. So uh, they're a force to be reckoned with on yeah. the UK brand. And they have a, a UK pay-per-view coming up uh, in a couple yeah. weeks. Uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, same day as uh, All Out and the New Japan UK show. Oh my god! Yeah, that's August, August all three of the same day. August thirty first is a very packed day for. I mean, August in general is packed for pro wrestling because you got SummerSlam that same weekend is going to be Takeover proper. Um, yep. Toronto so too. Takeover Toronto. You've got the New Japan uh, G one Climax Finals over three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have those three shows happening. Uh, I'm sure that there's other events. Is TNA running a pay per view? Impact running know. a pay per view. I don't are know. they bound for glory at this point? Did that already happen? I don't know. Uh, anniversary. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah. I, I can't recall for life of me, but uh, just August is going to be filled with a, a lot of professional wrestling, up to and including that <laughs> August thirty first. Three Good shows in one day. Yeah. Well, at least the the UK show will be earlier in the day. That's um, true. That's true. Thanks to Greenwich Mean Time. So that'll help us out a little bit. But then the the New Japan show, uh, is it airing live on the on the New Japan World? Or I thought I thought I read something about it being uh up afterwards or something. I don't know. Uh the Australia shows right now, uh they've announced what the plans are. That that's an example where they're gonna be live on fight, but that's delayed on New Japan World, which is kind of gotcha. weird. Yeah. Um they haven't announced anything for uh, I think it's called New Japan Royal Quest. Yes, um, they haven't announced any streaming details for that yet. I would but, imagine uh, Osprey Osprey's in a uh, main event match there. Oh, undoubtedly, especially after he's been added to the G one officially. Yes. As uh, at about five thirty this morning today, uh, we have our two blocks planned out for the G one climax, the twenty ninth annual G one climax stacked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I got them pulled up here. So let's. Uh, do you want to talk about each block individually? Yeah, let's just go the- through the names here. It's right. better than talking about Shane McMahon. That's very true. So the A block Kazuchika Okada, Zack Sabre Jr., Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kota Abushi, Evil, Sonata, Bad Luck Fale, Lance Archer, Will Ospreay, and Kenta. Um, uh, Lance Archer. Yeah, I, I feel like that's a. <laughs> I feel somebody, like somebody needs it to go zero and nine, right? Yeah, yeah. Between him and Fale, that's to give everybody right. a day off. Um, gotcha, gotcha. Actually, two days off on the tour in, in yeah. that instance. Um, but I, I kind of look at that for Archer. That's pretty cool. I mean, that guy's been part of New Japan for the past few years. Uh, his his tag partner left, got fired. Hard to say. Um, so. You know they're they're gonna give a go. I mean he's he's always been like you know big ugly American heel, so yeah. uh, it, it's gonna be easy heat. And also they're probably gonna put him on a prominent spot on the Texas show, the Dallas um, 
the Dallas a, opener. So it's a very uh, Texas name, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, he's been doing a lot of local PR for the show too. So uh, well, hey, you know, English good. So, yeah, so that always helps. You know, good for him. But I mean, just from that alone, uh, Abushi Osprey, uh, Kenta Abushi, uh, Kenta yeah. Okada, yeah. Uh, Kenta Tanahashi, Osprey Tanahashi, uh, Zack Saber Junior Osprey. Uh, Sonata Okada again. I mean, evil Sonata fighting yeah, each other. Yeah, that's going to be freaking crazy. Kenta yeah. Sonata, Kenta evil. Um, just a lot of great combos in that. I, I, I can't wait to see how that goes. Um, who, who do you have for your A block winner overall? Oh boy, I don't know. Um, uh, I don't think Tana can do it again both physically or I don't think the story really needs uh, Ace to win back-to-back at this point. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> obviously, your number one seed has to be Okada, uh, just because he's Okada. Depends on, you know, what Kenta's plans are with New Japan. Maybe he gets that that push, you know, the Shingo push right out the, uh, out, out the gate here. Yeah. Um, Osprey, you know, mm, a wild card for sure. Yeah. It's got that junior heavyweight championship and has been talking about, you know, going heavy for a while. And, uh, you know, with his showing in the, uh, in the best of the super juniors tournament, you know, it, you can only imagine great things from him. Um, on top of that, those are probably top, uh, top guesses there. You, you didn't mention my pick, head. man. You didn't mention my pick. I'm thinking Abushi takes the whole thing. You think Abushi takes it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling so you get Abushi Naito in the finals of the G1. Is that what you're going for? That's what I'm going for. I'm thinking Osprey, Abushi in the block finals, and uh Naito and uh Abushi in the finals proper. But we'll and talk then, about that. And then Naito wins the whole tournament mm-hmm. as IC championship and then go fights Okada and becomes the the t- the double champ. Yeah. yeah. Naito two belts. Yeah, yeah. 92 gotcha. belts right there. Uh, I gotcha. So um, block B uh, on paper doesn't sound as stacked, but there's some some uh, freaky good matches hidden in there. So we have Tetsuya Naito, Tomohiro Ishii, Juice yes. Robinson, Toro Yano, Hiroki Goto, Jay White, Jeff Cobb, Shingo Takagi, Tai Chi, and John Moxley. Yeah, man, I think that's a pretty good block. I mean, you know, obviously a lot of the big heavy hitters are in a block, but there's some yeah. uh, some low key, uh, not well, not low key, but like low key badasses in uh, in block B, and you know, oh, you yeah. all, all those boxing matchups there. Yeah, I'm, I mean, you get, I mean, just on paper, give me Moxley Ishi, me Moxley Shingo, Mox Moxley Ishi. Kobe. That was my number one. Yeah, hell oh. yeah, Moxley Cobb sounds like it's gonna be yeah. killer. Uh, oh, Shingo Ishii! Oh my God! Fuck yeah, like, man! And Shingo Naito. Smart, oh, yeah, Shingo Naito. And I was gonna say, if they're smart, uh, for the Dallas opener, do Moxley Naito. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's Hell how you yeah. get ass in seats. Hell yeah, brother! How, how's that? Uh, have we heard anything about the sell? Uh, how that show's selling? The, the I, Dallas I, I hear show? selling consistently, but it's still not like blow away. I, I feel okay. like um, so tomorrow morning, uh, or it may, maybe already by the time you hear this, depending on how quickly it goes up, um, they're going to announce the main events for each card. Oh, okay. Uh, so I really, honestly think Moxley is going to be a good bump in ticket sales for them, sure. especially if they go. Naito Moxley night one, which, which just feels right. 
Like that, that yeah. feels like a, a natural, uh, let's get the American fans hyped match. I don't yeah. know if it means they're going to sell out the arena, but I think it's going to definitely help bolster the numbers for sure. Well, it's not going to be Goto versus Toriano. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, man, I'll watch that match, but that ain't going to be your main. <laughs> no, 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 not even close. So, so yeah, I guess, um, you know, Naito, clearly the, the, the number one pick. Yeah. Um, to win in terms of the story that uh, Gato, who uh, did not hand over the book, um, yes. Yes. <laughs> as, was rumor, as rumor and scuttlebutt would have some people believe on Friday. Um, but yeah, that seems like to be the story that they're going for with uh, with with Naito trying to win both titles at the same time. Um, Moxley obviously will have a pretty good showing. I wouldn't be surprised if if Shingo is probably has a second or third best record um, within the block as well. Um, and I, would you say Shingo and Naito for the finals? Is that what you said or Moxley Naito for the finals? Uh, you know, that's a great question. Because uh, I could also see uh, Naito Jay White for the finals just because Jay White oh, is. Oh, yeah, Jay White's a thing still, too. That, yeah. that fourth pillar. Shit. Moxley Jay White could be really good. Oh, for uh, sure. I don't know. I, I like Jay White. He's just, just kind of got, you know, he had his moment in the sun to be that transitional uh, champ. And then yeah. uh, it's kind of just been a floating, growing a beard in the background ever since. Right, right. Uh, him and his weird Ted Cruz face, but it's okay. It's we okay. Got, Ted Ted grew a beard, so Jay White had to grow a beard. It's, <laughs> you know, it's mirror mirror images here. Yes, uh, unfortunately for both of those guys. Yes, that is accurate. <laughs> it is an unfortunate look. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but I'm I'm excited, man. I'm I mean I'm not hardcore enough to watch every show. Just like with the best of the super juniors. Like I I love the best of the super juniors every year. I love G1 every year. I can't watch all of that wrestling. I can't. If, if I had the time, um, I would try. You know, at least watch the. Not not all the tag matches in the beginning. I, yeah. I try to at least watch at least two of the big you know matches, matches per day. Yeah. Um. You know, but even you know if you do it daily, uh, which I don't have time daily to do because I have other right. gigs. Right. But you know, then it's not as bad as when you spend you know, uh, you know, four hours on a Saturday morning just catching up on uh, all those G one matches that everybody said throughout the week was awesome. That's when it starts to catch up to you. Yeah. That's probably what I'm going to end up doing. I'll, I'll sacrifice some sleep and uh. You know, try and find it, some uh, some time to get these in because as as crazy and flippy as the best of the super juniors was, this is going to be the hard hitting just hoss fest that uh, that uh, that I also love. So yeah, um, it's, it's a B block. Goddamn, yeah, shit. Yeah. Shit. I just realized uh, we'll get a Juice Moxley rematch too. <laughs> yep. So. Yep. That'll that'll be good, and also a Tai Chi Ishi rematch. Yeah. Um, as well. So yeah, and I, you know, I I really as I've uh, as Clearly, you guys can tell I'm, I'm much more into New Japan uh, <laughs> this time this year than I was this uh, last year, rather. So I, I really find it uh, exciting the way they do business. So yeah. WWE, they have their shows and every show uh, looks the fucking same. You know, it, it, it's red lights for Raw, blue lights for SmackDown, but everything else is pretty much the same. And as I was watching the best of the Super Juniors tournament, which, you know, tournament aside, which I'll get to in a minute, each show was at a different venue and the setup was different. So mm -hmm. it gave you, it gave each show a different feel. You, you're not sure where people are coming out or whatever. And it just, it, it caught your eye more 
and I was less likely to, you know, scroll through Twitter while watching a match um, because, you know, a lot of the matchups were fresh. And that's the the benefit of the tournament style um, of booking because it takes up, a, you know, basically a month uh, plus or minus a week or two um, of your schedule and you get fresh matches and you know you can tease matches coming up with tag matches coming up. It, it's just the way the the tournament um booking and process is done with new japan i i really like it because it, it keeps it fresh and you know even if you know say wwe did a sort of g1 tournament okay yeah. um you know you'd still get uh you'd get Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin, uh, mm -hmm. you know, at, at one point, but you'd also get Seth Rollins versus Ricochet. You'd get Seth Rollins versus, um, you Tomorrow. know, yeah, exactly. Seth Rollins versus Samoa Joe, you yeah. know, you, you, you get different competitors, you know, every other night. Um, yeah. and it just, you know, one, it gives, I have to imagine creatively for these wrestlers. It, it just, it's so fulfilling because, you know, Whereas Corbin and Rollins have probably been running the same house show match for three weeks now, you know, yeah. every other night in a tournament style, they're getting to you know, put a match together with somebody else. And it's just, I really enjoy <clears throat> the way that that process um, exists in new Japan. And it's, you know, not to say I want WWE to do it because they'd find a way to fuck it up. Um, <laughs> but it's just something else about New Japan that I've really grown to enjoy. I mean, there's a seasonality to it, which is good. You know, uh, when, you, when you look through the year, the year kicks off with Wrestle Kingdom, which pays off everything from the end of the year and sets everything up for the new year. You have New Japan Cup right after that. Uh, then you usually have um, the Sakura Genesis show. Then that leads right into Best of Super Juniors, which is their showcase, which takes us to Dominion again, the next big show. Then we've got uh, G1. G1 leads to the Destruction shows. Destruction goes right into World Tag League. And then from World Tag League, we go right back into the uh, setup for Wrestle Kingdom. Like it yeah. just goes boom, 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 boom. Like they're it gives people kind of time on and time off throughout the year. Like the, you know, the juniors took focus for the past month and a half. Yeah. That means these guys got a month and a half to heal up and get ready for their meat grinder while the juniors get to heal up from their meat grinder. And it's right. just like there, you don't feel like you're being bombarded with a lot of the same matches with anywhere near the regularity. Now, granted, they don't have weekly television, quote unquote, you know, there there isn't, you know, uh, New Japan Raw live from an arena every Monday night. Right. Uh, it's it's a touring schedule. And I think that's where tournaments come into play because, you know, it, it allows them to sort of play it out that way. Um, yeah. So it's not something that I think could be done on a one to one basis. But why don't they? And, and NXT even does it a little bit. You know, we have the Dusty Classic every fall and mm -hmm. and, and that sort of thing. But why don't they go? OK, uh, it's between Mania and SummerSlam, now's a great time to do a King of the Ring. Yeah. Or, or something like that. Let's do a women's tournament. Let's do a tag team tournament. Let's do a, a, a um, bring back the fucking lethal lottery. That's one of my favorite gimmicks from old school WCW NWA. The idea I'm of familiar with the lethal lottery. Lethal lottery. Is that like Taboo Tuesday? Uh, no, no. The no. lethal lottery was the idea of everybody puts their name in to be a part of a tournament and they get tagged up randomly. Okay. And it's a tag tournament of unlikely teams. 
Okay. All uh, right. And it was super fun. I, I'm just thinking that that'd be a fun thing to do. You know, we get past SummerSlam and we're heading into the Rumble. Let's have unlikely, you know, partners and foes because they're all going to be thrown in together against each other at the Rumble. Like, I, I think there are ways to do this that would make weekly television interesting. Uh, so and- here's what you do. You you write that up and you slide into the DMs of Dana Warrior. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. running the fucking show now, yeah. apparently. Noted LGBT <laughs> advocate, Dana mm. Warrior. That yeah. that was that was what uh, we were talking before the show about. I knew there was a hubbub on Twitter yeah. about something. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, look, um, <sighs> I, I don't know Dana Warrior. No, personally. I don't know her beliefs. But I know her, uh, husband. her husband and uh, namesake, uh, her surname'sake rather, because they legally changed their last name to Warrior. Because yes. um, his name was Warrior, period. Yes. Um, so he, he was very outspoken in a not so um, friendly and accepting sort of way uh, throughout his years. And the fact that, um, you know, WWE as a whole, um, a week after, you know, accepting millions and millions of dollars to go to a uh, brutally run um, nation that, you know, murdered an American uh, citizen uh, or co-citizen or or American resident. He was not a citizen. Okay. But still. Let's just say a journalist in general. Like, they murdered a journalist because he was doing his job. Blood money show. They yeah. accept all these millions of dollars. And that also happens to be during Pride Month. So then, you know, not even a full calendar week later, they post all of these sorts of, you know, um, things supporting uh, LGBT, which is, I mean, I'm happy that they're supporting uh, this cause. Um, but also, it seems hollow and corporate, especially the timing of it. Right. Um, you know, I don't know. And I, it, I'm sure they out of two sides of their mouth. And, yeah. and that's, that's, that's the problem there. Uh, it, it's, it feels hollow. It's incredibly inconsistent. And yeah. it feels like someone went, Oh, pride's a hot thing. Yeah. Throw rainbow filters on photos to the roster. And right. We'll look like we're sensitive. Yeah. And, you know, and the stuff that comes from um, Sonya Deville is great because, you know, she's a member of that community. So, yeah. you know, that's that's the stuff that, you know, they should focus on. But when when Dana Warrior's out there, you know, with uh, with some rainbow warrior face paint, you know, which having- also looked like it had the Susan G. Komen uh, <laughs> ribbon in it. Yeah, just trying to hit them all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. it's we see through your shit is what we're saying here. Yeah, okay. it's not cool. It's just not cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it it the way not not to go off on a rant here because that's nothing to do with wrestling. It just seeing the way that that these large companies are like co opting Pride yeah. is a little unfortunate. Just everyone going, oh, we'll make our logo on Twitter rainbow for the month of June. Yeah. Well, have you Chick-fil-A? done anything? Really? really yeah. have, 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 have you have you done anything at all? Did you donate right. money anywhere? Do you yeah. do you try to to tell your employees who happen to be part of that community that we support you? Like, are you doing anything beyond these things that just kind of go, hey, we're with you? The the full missed opportunity. <clears throat> I can't even say it without laughing. <laughs> the missed opportunity here, I think. <laughs> is for Uh, Arby's. (laughs) (laughs) 
Why? Why, why would that be, Chris? <laughs> you know, big beef and cheddar. <clears throat> some some roast beef sandwiches there. I'm just um, saying, last year, fucking curly uh, fries with some roast beef sandwiches. I'm just Smothered saying, horsey sauce. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, last year, New Japan really missed out on pushing the Golden Lovers even harder in the month of June. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. This is true. Hey, I'm a big supporter of uh, LGBT rights and Arby's. I was just there the other day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nothing wrong with either one of those. They, my stomach wasn't wasn't very happy with me afterwards, but uh, it was delicious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, plus, they uh, have. Uh, oh shit! What's his name? Um, the actor who does their voiceover now. Uh, Ving Rames. Ving Rames is the voice of Arby's, and I think that's pretty great. They have the meats. Yes. Well, also, um, uh, uh, Ace John Benjamin. John Ace yes, Benjamin. That, that's true. As well. Which is great, because if you close your eyes, it's an ad for Bob's Burgers. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Or Archer, depending on which one you've watched more recently. That That is true. That it's is it's true. weird. At first, that voice was Archer for me, and then I started watching Bob's, and now it's Bob. And I can't yeah. go back. I can't go back to Archer. It's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> I, I um, love some Bob's Burgers. It's a very, it's, very it's good the, show. Gene is my spirit animal. <laughs> I, I, I just... He's he is me and I I am he. It's it's pretty spectacular. Uh so all right, uh OG538 or OG5, whichever you are. Um <laughs> now is an excellent time to tell you we're gonna talk about NXT spoilers now. Yeah, they so, taped uh, two nights of taping, so it's pretty much taking um NXT up to uh, the next takeover in Toronto. So we have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen. Uh, we are going to discuss them uh, and we won't discuss anything else at the end of the show. So if you, if you want to keep listening and enjoy some NXT spoiler talk, please continue to listen. If not, we'll, yeah. we'll catch you next week, but, uh, <laughs> but heavy spoiler alert coming your way now. Yeah. So, okay. Who would have thought that they put the title on Rick Boogs? I mean, I knew the, the I knew the name, the knew the name change was meaning uh, good things for him. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, Rick Boogs, yeah, and he's not even in the tournament. He's, he's not even in the tournament, which is God damn it, fucking weird. Um, okay, so the the overarching big things, as you just mentioned, uh, we are going to have uh, an eight person NXT breakout tournament. So right. it's eight people who have not yet been on TV because uh, they've, kind of, they've been hoarding talent at the yeah. PC of people that, Oh, they signed this guy. Oh, they signed this guy. You know, let's, let's uh, put their name into the NXT name gen generator, get them some new names and then we'll throw them all in a tournament, uh, which, you know, honestly with the amount of names that are in this tournament who have made names for themselves in, yeah. on the Indies and elsewhere, you know, it's not a not a terrible idea. I'm I'm for it, and the matches should be interesting. Um, break it break break them down here. Yeah. So uh, talking about the first round, and uh, I'll fast forward to tell you what the finals are, so we don't have to go through every single pairing. Uh, we have Boa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we have Boa from China. We have Jordan Chad. Uh, we have Jordan Miles, the former ACH. Okay. I like that name. Um, Isaiah Swerve Scott, the former yep. Shane, Shane Strickland. Strickland. Cameron Grimes, former Trevor Lee, okay. uh, Bronson Reed, the former Jonah Rock. I think yeah. that's one of the few misses there. Uh, Dexter Reed. Dexter Shaw, the former Sam Shaw. He's just uh, leaning right into it. Yeah, man. Little like, it's, it's a little on those. Uh, Angel Garza, former Garza Jr. And yep. uh, DJ Z under the name Joaquin Wild. Do not like that name. 
yeah, I'm I'm not a not a big fan of that either. Um, but uh, if I fast forward uh, along the way, where is it? Where is it? Uh, Cameron Grimes and uh, Jordan Miles. So it's gonna. It looks like it's gonna be ACH and uh, Trevor Lee. Trevor Lee, excuse me, in the finals at Takeover Toronto. So that's cool. I yeah. like it. That that should be very very cool. Uh, also of note, it looks like they are bringing Stokely Hathaway to uh, TV also because he was doing scouting throughout that tournament. Uh, he's been paired with Bronson Reed, uh, Jonah Rock, whatever you want to call him, uh, on the Florida shows. Okay. I don't know if that's the direction we're going to go in, uh, especially because uh, Bronson Reed uh, loses in the semifinals to Jordan Miles. But okay. um, yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm into ACH and Trevor Lee getting uh, a showcase on uh, NXT Takeover. So yeah, there's a lot of big talent in that in that tourney. So that'll be that'll be fun uh, TV over the next, you know, uh, six eight weeks, something like uh, that. Maybe eight weeks. Yeah, they they uh, recorded four matches. There sorry, four shows per night, and they okay. do two nights. Um, also coming out of that, uh, we had Shayna Baszler defending the women's title against Io Shirai in a cage match. Mm-hmm. Ba- uh, Baszler retains, and uh, Candice LeRae comes out to provide some support for Io Shirai because, of, uh, of course, Shayna doesn't let go of the choke and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Io Shirai snaps, turns heel on Candice LeRae, so it looks like EO is going to be a big heel. She's got like a, a new heel entrance later on in the tapings. And uh, looks like we're probably going to see some sort of throwdown between Candice LeRae and uh, EO Shirai. I don't know if it's going to make its way to TakeOver, though, because they also set up for TakeOver Shayna Baszler defending against Mia Yim, which is yes. uh, big, yeah, big rocket strapped to the back of her. Um, well, they needed somebody else. I mean, Bianca Belair has exhausted her opportunities at oh, the title, yeah. so they needed a, a fresh, uh, and so did Io, so they needed a fresh challenger. And Mia Yim, really, for the for the women's division as it stands, were they going to throw Aaliyah in there with, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. with Jana Baszler? I mean, come on. So, yeah, Mia Yim is a, the best choice for multiple different reasons. She's super talented, too, so um, I'm looking forward to that match. Yeah, same. Um, Street Profits, they end up defending the tag belts a few times over the next few weeks. They defend them against the Forgotten Sons and against Birch and Lorcan, and all this builds up to what's going to be at TakeOver, Street Profits against the Undisputed Era for the tag team belts. Um, And I think it's the duo of Fish and... Yeah, it is Fish and O'Reilly against the Street Profits at TakeOver Toronto. Always always there for uh, uh, a Red Dragon match (laughs) now what's particularly interesting is the scope of the north american title Mm -hmm. on paper you think oh maybe we're gonna see matt riddle get in the mix there or something like that well oops pal surprise matt riddle now has a feud in the returning killian dane who uh brought down to nxt as he gets put through the entrance stage by killian dane which is (laughs) fucking nuts yeah i saw that uh that's pretty outstanding uh and that match you know on paper is is super exciting to me um you know i I always enjoyed killing dane as the big scottish shit kicker and and matt riddle you know he he hasn't faced anybody of this size in nxt yet so you know it's a challenge for him um it's it's something i'm looking forward to now the North American title without like say a Matt Riddle trying to get in the mix there or same with the championship title. No Matt Riddle there. We'll talk about where that goes in a minute. 
Uh, looks like we are building two again for TakeOver. Velveteen Dream defending against both Roddy Strong and Pete Dunne as Pete Dunne returns to NXT on these tapings. That yeah. match sounds fucking dope. Hell yeah, dude. Pete Dunne, you know, always, always love watching that guy work. Um, super, uh, super talented fella. Uh, Roddy Strong is really, you know, really turned it up over the past couple months mm -hmm. um i think you know he's always been really good but man is he just taking it to, to the next level and oh, yeah. dream obviously can go with any or all so yeah a, a triple threat for the north american title hell yeah, yeah brother yeah like that that sounds phenomenal uh in terms of the world title itself though it looks like we're going to be getting for the third time uh johnny gargano and adam cole now i'm not opposed to this match i've loved all of them so far but I'm a little confused as to why we needed to run to a, a third time there. I don't have an answer for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like, you know, the story had been told. Uh, I don't know if it's a rematch clause thing, if they're still doing that or, yeah. you know, John, I don't know. I, I, yeah. There's some angle during the show where uh, one of Jenny Gargano's trainees from a, uh, AIW and, um Cleveland. Cleveland he gets a shot on NXT against Adam Cole and Adam Cole just beats the shit out of him so yeah. like they're going for the personal thing which hey <laughs> cool for the for the trainee that he gets to be on NXT TV yeah. and he gets to be part of an angle like that and I like the the personal side of it but you know uh I was kind of hoping for Cole Riddle I really was we'll so I mean Riddle Dane gonna be dope, but I was really hoping for Cole Riddle here. I, I have to imagine we'll get there at some point, but yeah. you know, it, it, it's the prophecy of the beginning of the year of the undisputed era being draped in gold. Um, you know, both have uh, title shots. Roddy gets there, gets his title yeah, shot, yeah. and then uh, the the tag team uh, KO and Bobby Fish get their tag uh, their title shot oh, yeah. as well. The undisputed so, era could walk out with all of the belts. Yeah, and especially with a triple threat match um for for the north american title you know i'm not sure you know i guess i don't know who roddy would pin i i don't i don't know I mean, who, who be, the lesser pin. two evil for him to take uh to pin you there you could pin dunn so dream basically can say you know i never got pinned and i guess i mean dunn's you know dunn had his title reign for you know two years or whatever yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. so i guess you know his luster is kind of worn off a little bit so he could right. probably eat it but he's still you know uh, legit star yeah and, and i figure he's gonna be a a, a big part of the uh, nxt uk takeover so um that's true could, yeah could here but look strong there we'll see uh but the other one this, this goes straight to the heart of Kristoff. the other big surprise during the nxt tapings is uh the return from injury of your boy fandango my boy Dango's back, baby. Yeah. Detective Dango back on the case, baby yeah. brother. Uh, yeah, so Breeze was getting beat up by somebody at some point in the tapings. The Forgotten Sons. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Why? Why are they? Why, <laughs> <laughs> why Gamora? Yeah, why is Forgotten Sons? Why is Jackson Riker? Like, yeah. there is, I, I can't find an upside to that guy. Yeah, Do why not anything? <laughs> yeah, like Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, Tyler Breeze getting beaten down, and then uh, out for the save comes uh, Dango and his best uh, Dean Ambrose uh, cosplay, 
right. beater beater and jeans. Um, so not sure which what kind of dango we're getting here. Are we getting uh, fashion police back together? Are we getting ballroom dancer dango? Are we getting Johnny Curtis uh, from yeah. NXT season? Uh, whatever the fuck it was, um, I, I don't know. But uh, my boy's back, and I'm very excited that he that he came out for the save for for his brother uh, Breezy there, and it's uh, it was very heartwarming. He got me through my Thursday night. So if we look at TakeOver's card based off of the tapings, we have Cole Gargano 3, Undisputed Era against the Street Profits for the tag belts. Velveteen mm-hmm. Dream versus Pete Dunne versus Roddy Strong for the North American title. Shayna Baszler defending the women's title against Mia Yim and the breakout tournament finals of ACH and Trevor Lee. And more than likely, that would mean the taping before TakeOver would be Brazango or fashion police or whatever they are against forgotten sons matt riddle versus killian dane and eo shirai against candice loray are we at a point where a takeover needs to be eight matches because that's eight matches it is and they're eight good matches but um yeah. i think they'll probably maybe maybe they go up to six on the on, on on the main show and keep the two yeah. on the pre or maybe they cram in three on the pre-show you know i have a feeling that um Oh, now you we want to give Riddle and Dane time. Yeah. I feel like I feel like if you're going to put EO over as a shithead heel, she has to just murder Candice really quickly. So I don't foresee that match lasting too long. And then the the tag match, you know, hopefully Breezango uh, just uh, just murder the uh, the uh, Forgotten Sons into truly forgotten territory. Um, but um, yeah, I, I feel like that's that's where they're going to go. They'll they'll do five and three. Yeah, and, and I got to give props. Like, I, I didn't know what to expect uh, from this next run of TakeOver shows. It kind of felt like, okay, Cole's champion, and I want to see Cole Riddle. The booking of Shayna Baszler has been uh, a little overpowered, in my opinion. I recognize the women's division has always had, like, a, a super champion, or at least since the Asuka era has. Um, so, you know, uh, a, a little weird to, uh, to, to see her still as champion, but I think Mia Yim's going to be an excellent foil for her um i don't know if mia yim's gonna be the one to take it yeah <laughs> yeah um but who who like who's there that could at this point yeah i i feel like I mean, at, at this Neil point was the most be... overpowered one there was aside from shana and she lost like four times yeah I, and i feel like Kyrie sane might have gotten it if she didn't get called up um it also kind of feels like Kyrie sane her spot might be taken by candace laray like it, it would make sense for EO and Kyrie to finally get there to do their feud in NXT, uh, you know, in, in an alternate reality where Kyrie didn't get called up. It would make sense for them to have the EO heel turn on Kyrie saying and, and all of that. Or at some point, do we get somebody come back down from raw or SmackDown to end the reign of, of, of Shayna two time, you know, do we get Oscar? coming down to do it um I'm trying to think of who else i would like to see in that situation nikki cross um, maybe if didn't they already they have they already, they already had, ran that through they had their matches uh ember moon she's doing fuck all yeah, they already ran they already yeah, ran that true. as well um, you know <laughs> that's, trying that's to think the... who's who's left i mean they're not going to send a charlotte down they're not going to no. send a down nope or uh, or Bailey because she's champ um sasha is off you know crying in a corner somewhere so that's not going to happen uh maybe i mean hey you know what that would be 
That would be that, pretty cool. That would be probably the best idea uh, floated out that, that we've had. You know, that's that's Sasha's way back in, um, you know, to 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 go back down to NXT and dethrone uh, Shayna there. Yeah. Or all else fails. Lana. It's Lana Day, man. You got to celebrate. Yeah. Lana Day Happy, Lana. Happy Lana Day to you. Happy Lana Day to you. I like her boobies. They are very The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at Rough House SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash the Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to the Rough House at patreon.com slash the Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J two one N lowercase w capital G lowercase k capital P M lowercase L capital D N seven lowercase C three lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod- House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph, he's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Do you have the lifelong desire to be a professional wrestler, but none of the ability? Does your physique scream beat up instantly? Does your wrestling dream involve being crushed nightly by your wrestling idols? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm North Carolina's own Tex Orleans, and I run the Jobber Placement Agency. If losing is what you desire, then you're in luck. Losing is our business, and business is good. We'll teach you how to be as bland as possible, how to mount zero offense, and the long-lost art of already being in the ring. If you act now, we'll throw in 10 of our signature in-ring body poses, including peace sign, the I'm number one sign, and just simply raising your fists over your head. With the Job Replacement Agency, you will find work losing on a continual basis with the regional promotion, or my name is not North Carolina's own, Tex Orleans.